Hey, Andrew. Hey, Greg. Did you see the feature film Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? I did. And you know what I learned about? What did you learn? I learned that Pizza Papa always gets paid. <laughs> Correct. Uh, oh, I mean, you knew there was going to be a Bruce Campbell cameo. Uh, I'm so glad that it also involved him fighting himself. It was a nice little, like, you know, yeah. You, you get the one Easter egg, then you get another Easter egg on top of it. Um, it was good. It was well played. Yes. Um, so you and I have already discussed this a little bit, so we can't do our typical, like, guess what the other one thought. Um, so I'm just going to just just give my opinion out of the gate. Uh, I loved this very, very bad movie. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say that I really liked this very bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and obviously we're going to spoil the hell out of it. Although, uh, what kind of spoilers and twists and turns and surprises are in it weren't really that big surprises to me. And also they don't really end up mattering. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is actually something I, I like that this is actually something I want to start with because um, this is going to be a weird word to use when it comes to this movie but just bear with me okay mm -hmm. this movie showed a lot of restraint um are we talking about the same movie i said bear with me <laughs> <laughs> this, this movie showed a lot of restraint and that like they could have just fucking packed this thing full of all kinds of cameos and alternate this person and this you know the fox people and the blah and this you know and set up like so much stuff for the future, quote unquote, you know, in the MCU. And they uh -huh. really didn't. Yes. To a point where it almost felt a little lacking in that regard, which is yes. weird. Yes. But I'm not I'm glad it wasn't just like a glorified cameo like mess that some people were kind of early critique were saying that was going to be. I wa um, I, I wanna get into that whole business. Um but at first, I was a little bit disappointed that we didn't get and you know, I, I think I'm still a little bit disappointed that we didn't get more like kind of dimension hopping. Like I wanted like it was basically like they went to like two other dimensions. Yeah, that's fair. And I kind of would have liked to have seen like more wacky and wacky hijinks and just like wacky little cameos of like alternate Doctor Stranges, like a little montage of them talking to a bunch of other doctor strange's you know mm -hmm. um and like more different doctor strange's yeah like one's yeah. just like kind of bad doctor strange and kind of lawful neutral doctor strange i don't know like yeah and, and like get weird with it like you know like rick and morty style and you know yeah. have like you could do so much stuff they didn't um and they also didn't you know do a whole lot of other like multiverse hijinks of introducing alternate versions of our characters I mean, they do that a little bit, but now that we have in the Marvel Universe, we have America Chavez and it's basically like, oh, you've unlocked fast travel to other dimensions now. So at any point in the upcoming movies, like, oh, and we can just go to her and she can punch a hole and we can go pick somebody up. You know what I mean? Like they have their portal gun now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. So we Although, can do that later. We've got this whole like incursion threat that's going to put a damper on her doing that i assume who knows um i don't know the mechanics of this don't really nothing that's makes right. sense so everything makes sense which that's is right 
I I really like the the way that this movie is just waves its hands at trying to make a lot of these things like work or make sense. And especially like they introduce all the rules for like this is how dream walking works and it's tricky and it, you can only do it for a little while. And then in the very next scene, they're like, it's fine. Wanda can do it. It lasts as long as she wants to. And you're like, all right, fine, <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, where do we even uh, let's. Uh, oh, man, I I mean, you said restraint. I the the no, just in that term, one regard, because in yes. everything else, it is the opposite of that. <laughs> Yes. This movie is absurd. Um, well, like, let's start with what's bad about it. And then okay. we can talk about the things we really like, because I think there's a lot of things that we really liked. But uh, I will say there is a lot about this movie that is just like textbook bad. Yeah, like technically, clinically bad. Yes. Like objectively, the dialogue is worse than fan fiction. I just I was like literally like. Physical reaction inducing immersion breaking like a couple times. I was like, who had them? Who wrote that? And why did they ever think like a couple of times? Most of them were. I feel like Dr. Strange lines where it's just like, what? He said that like Benedict Cumberbatch read that script and was like, I'm saying this. This is what we're going with. OK, like, well, it's it's so weird because the, 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 the characters drop in and out of like what I'll call like Lord of the Rings style dialogue. Where they say mm-hmm. things like, you know, of who holds the dark hold, you know, like that. And then just to like normal, quippy Marvel dialogue, like in the same sentence. It's so weird. Like pick a lane. I'd be fine if it was like really weird, like magical people talking to magical people dialogue where it is like Lord of the Rings style, like kind of alien. But you still get it right. But then yeah. they bounce back and forth all the time. And it's so fucking jarring yeah and it's it's like jarring in a way that like they kind of do a similar thing in the thor movies yeah because like thor kind of talks like that a little bit but like even when he's doing the comedy bits he still maintains there's like a smoother transition potentially and in this like yeah it's just they're all over the road and in a way that like some people might critique the mcu in general and kind of say it's a little overwritten in like a Joss Whedon kind of way. Yes. Since he kind of laid the framework, which like I personally don't mind, especially in comparison to this. But this movie was like dramatically underwritten, like and, and also in a way that makes it like not funny. Like a lot of MCU movies have a decent amount of humor in them. And there's like I think I might have laughed one time. And it was when they were talking about Spider-Man. They're like, oh, does he shoot webs like out of his butt? Like, no, well, actually, I don't I don't think I hope not. And like. I was like, okay, that yeah. was funny. And I was like, but besides that, like, I don't, I don't even remember them even trying to go for the laughs. Like, there's just so many, like, now go kick her ass. And it's like, who, who when do we talk like that? Like, ugh, it was, yes. it was jarring and not good. And I don't understand how any of that got through. Anything. And the, the writer, he was like one of the head writers on Loki and a head writer on like season five of Rick and Morty. Like, yeah. I don't know what happened here, but it's really bizarre. And there are so many scenes where like and it, like the scenes between Doctor Strange and uh, what's her name? Christine. Yeah. Um, Like that whole wedding scene felt so rushed and cringy and awkward. Yeah. Because they're like they're trying to get so much out to set up like Doctor Strange's, you know, little emotional arc in this. But 
the dialogue comes out so unnatural and weird. And like if previous movies had established like Doctor Strange is a weirdo, right? Like he's, you know, like like Drax, you know, like he doesn't always get along with normal people. Right. Because he's just a weirdo. Like, yeah, but that's not who he is. Like, what is it's uh, the dialogue is very bad and yeah. uh, there is no getting around it. It's it's like you say, like it's it's underwritten in places. It's overwritten in other places. It's like. They're, it's like they're Frankensteining completely different scripts together in the middle of a line. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, like, yeah, with like Thor, like sometimes he slips into like more like Asgardian style of talking. But it, usually you get the sense of like that's when he's turning into serious Thor. You know what I mean? Yep. And also or, like he's talking to somebody who would be more that way. And then you know, he he kind of right. code switches a little bit who he's talking yes, to. And like exactly. That's exactly it. Code switching. But. Everybody in this movie does that all the time, and there's no indication that it's an intentional choice. Yeah. And the only person who, throughout the movie, speaks like a normal human being is the character who's from a faraway dimension we've never seen before. Yeah. <laughs> Whose name is America Chavez, and I have some thoughts on the name, but also, like, when we, <laughs> in the completely gratuitous scene where we, like, see her past, it's like mm-hmm. she lives on a fucking Star Trek planet. Yeah. Right. Um, but then she also just like speaks Spanish and dresses like a hip teen from from Bushwick. Like what? Yeah. What I mean, is this? <laughs> I know that she's like a relatively recently introduced character. I doubt that she was portrayed like this. Um, her entire character is a mess in every way possible. Her portrayal, she's just an object which is yes. like not great. And then they try and give her like the, oh, no, you're going to save the day at the end, which is like a sub arc of Doctor Strange's arc. But that whole thing, I mean, they're just like pieces of arcs that like don't yes. actually link up together. Yes. Like, I actually I really want to talk about this because I can see that at some point in one of those scripts or something, there was a pretty cool Doctor Strange arc about a kind of like because like what's Doctor Strange's initial arc? I'm arrogant. Don't be arrogant. Yes, more or less. Just just the Iron Man. Just yeah, Iron Man. Just Iron Man, which is a ton of superheroes. But I feel like there was something in this movie that like I saw pieces of that was like, OK, beyond just arrogance, like you need to be in like you like the, the, the line yep. they say they're trying to be each other. Like, you need to hold the knife. But like, what does that mean when you're Doctor Strange? That means like making these like big, bold choices and like martyring yourself slash making like, you know, the kind of like lawful neutral like lawful evil like greater good kind of choice like there's something really cool there but they just didn't like put it together Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's a a bummer because it's like i think it's a really cool idea that we might not have seen before but it just wasn't executed well right like it it seems like the idea was because all the pieces are there for you know it is Doctor Strange learning to let somebody else, quote, hold the knife, which is a weird, like, way to phrase this. And they kept leaning on that language to like, mm-hmm. oh, by the remember, he used to be a surgeon. Right. OK, thank you. I mean, for the last five movies, he's been a space wizard. But OK, <laughs> I guess you want me to remember he was a surgeon for 10 minutes in the first movie. Um, But like that idea of like, OK, he's you know, he wants to be the one holding the knife and he's got to get over that and this movie he gets over that and america like she learns to believe in herself and great that's fine for the kind of movie this is 
that's fine. That's good enough. I don't need more than that. Um, and that's what they were going for. But it seems like for the uh, they, that was the theme for the first 10 minutes of the movie and the last five minutes of the movie. And then everything else was just fucking whatever, man. Yeah, it's almost like I mean, and here's why this is weird, right? Like they're the dialogue and script is atrocious. The plot is the overall macro plot is fine. Yeah, um, a little except, underdeveloped, but yeah, fine. a little underdeveloped. Like there are either no character arcs or bad ones like Wanda's is the most compelling, but it's also just like a way worse, more reductive version of her WandaVision arc in a way that kind of like didn't like, you know, and it's like kind of ungl- I've heard some people be like, well, was she like possessed by the Darkhold? And it's like, well, it doesn't really no. seem that way. Like that scene with Professor X kind of like like what is that is like just like I guess it's supposed to be like more like her conscience. Right. Like, well, I thought I thought that was because I thought he was when he was like trying to pull her out from under that rubble. Mm-hmm. That wasn't like good. The good version of our Wanda. That was his universe's version of Wanda. Oh, Right, mm. because because bad Wanda had done the dreamwalk thing, so she was like possessing. Oh yeah, okay, that right. makes sense. Yeah, yeah like I had for to think about that a little bit though. Yeah, okay. you know what I mean. No, it was a little that makes unfair, sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, because it was like also also kind of felt like a little bit of a trap. Like she was there and then she like pulled back. I don't know, but that no, that makes sense. And I think she was wearing the same clothing, so that makes a ton of yeah. sense. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> so it's like you put all those things together, you write all those things out on paper, and you're like, well, this just sounds like a bad movie. And it is. And it is. (laughs) But, and I can't believe I'm going to make this, like, comparison. I don't want to do this. I said it. It's like, sometimes on the internet, or talking to other people, uh, friends that I'm still friends with for some reason, be like, defenders of, like, Justice League, or, like, Suicide Squad. And they're like, yeah, yeah, like, it's kind of bad, but, like, there's all this really cool stuff in it, and that makes it fine. And I'm like... No, because that stuff isn't cool. <laughs> the stuff you're saying isn't that cool. But the stuff in this movie that's cool is so cool and weird that it's like, I guess I'm just going to follow that logic for some reason. Yes, this the, the um this does have cool stuff in it uh, that is well worth sitting through the crappy dialogue. Um, But also the sheer just like meta audacity of this movie is so satisfying to me. And I try to just to like, okay, just enjoy the movie as it is. Don't think about everything around it. Right. Mm -hmm. I try to watch movies that way. But when I watch this movie and I think about this thing being made in the context of the MCU as a franchise and as a fandom, I like to me, this movie is like Deadpool levels of irreverence. But it's like, but it's, <laughs> uh, but it's not like standing on the outside the way Deadpool is like, ah, yeah, he's the jester. He's going to make fun of us. But in a fun way, this is this movie is just like, I mean, I the moment I fell in love with this movie was in the final scene, right? Where Doctor Strange is having his big like what should be the the uh, the culmination of his arc and America's arc, right? Where he does he realizes he doesn't he can't be the one holding the knife here and that he needs to like instead he needs to like inspire and encourage America to be the one to do the thing. Right. Mm hmm. Um, because he knows that not only like does she need to like do this, but also that his powers are not sufficient to the task. Right. He knows that America can can do it um, and he's got to encourage her. So it's the big believe in yourself speech, but it is done 
in a tight close-up of Benedict Cumberbatch in bad zombie makeup. <laughs> I know I had the exact same thought. I'm like, are we really doing the big heroic speech? But he's like, <laughs> he can see yes. half his jaw. And, oh, my gosh. Yes. I was like laughing at the moment, which and, is funny. But And it's not very good zombie makeup. It is, <laughs> it is the level of makeup effects that Sam Raimi was doing back in like 96 with dark man um i love it and um the comedy of that and the fact that i was the only person in the theater laughing um (laughs) showed me that that these motherfuckers don't know that there was a sam raimi before spider-man and that is the sam raimi who made this fucking movie um yeah um I have to also tell you something that I didn't tell you when we were talking prior to this because we couldn't contain ourselves. Um, I fucked up and bought uh, 3D tickets to this oh, movie. No. <laughs> oh, no. Are you OK? Yeah. Um, I fucking as I'm sure I've expressed many times. I hate 3D. I do not like it at all. Um, and I was like checking in to go. I was running really late to the movie because I also thought I booked it like a half hour later than I did. So I was like, I literally left my house when it said the movie was starting um, because there's always 40 minutes of previews. Now it was fine. But uh, I walked in, I checked in. He's like, Oh, here's your glasses. I'm like, well, I didn't. And look at my oh, ticket. I'm no. like, fuck. Oh no. And <laughs> so I'm having a panic attack. Just hearing about this. I know. I know. I was, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to find a different. I'm just going to like walk into a different showing. I'm going to check my phone and I'm going to like, you know, just like find a seat somewhere that's not right. taken and wait for it to start and just do that. Cause I'm not doing this in 3d, but I was like, um, then I'm like, what if there's someone there? It's me awkward, blah, blah, blah. Like, all right, fuck it. I'll just do it. Like, and I was running late too. So I was like, you know, I want to get in there. Um, so lucky me, I got to see that whole avatar, uh, trailer in 3d, just as I'm sure fucking James Cameron intended. But, mm. um, <laughs> so anyway, I was like, fuck. So I will say that <laughs> 3d is fucking sucks. However, <laughs> in this context, it just really layered on the fucking weirdness and unlike usualness and like kind of hurt my eyes and stomach at times, like version of this movie. And I was like, if I'm going to make this mistake, this was probably the time to do it. It's probably right. <laughs> and it definitely like, uh, you know, I, I find that it's one of those things where like there's a couple things where you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then the rest of the time, it's just like actively detracting from the experience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like a couple of those moments were in this movie, like when they're in the opening scene, when they're like jumping oh, over man. those rocks, like that was pretty good. I was like, cool. I'm into I mean, this. the the visual design of this movie, um, especially that that fucking level, whatever yeah. it is, um, was just ah, that. I mean, breathtaking is kind of a trite way to describe it but um it was it was gorgeous and so like uh uh like inspired like it, it's such mm-hmm. a weird setting like you've never seen it before like it's not just yeah you've seen a, we've seen a lot of settings in these kind of movies that just look like oh that could be uh this could be something from like avatar the last airbender like i've seen mm-hmm. a world like this before or like you know, Asgard looked cool, but I was like, nah, it's OK. It's 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 Rivendell, but with more gold. Right. Mm-hmm. But that and there's a lot of other things in this movie where just like that is so like just like it's stars and clouds. And you've got these giant like columns just like floating through the air and smashing into each other. And then like off in the distance, you've got this giant like maybe moving, maybe alive, like stained glass circle in front of some kind of like nebula or star. And it's just like amazing looking and like so just 
evocative. Like I wouldn't watch a whole movie that takes place just there. Um, it, you know, it, it looked so good. Yeah. I mean, um, every, every quote unquote level to me. Yeah. I mean, the visual design of this movie is just, yes, it's so, it's so creative. It's like also kind of a trite word, but like, that's just the only way to describe it. Like, yeah, it's just stuff you've never seen before. And like, yeah, like that place was cool. Like even like the dimension, I forget the number where they go and they fight the Illuminati and stuff. Like yeah. even that place was cool. Like, yeah, it's just future world, but like it feels so different. And like when they're, um, when they, when they, with a sequence where they're jumping between the different multiverses very yeah. quickly. Another time where I thought like, oh, you're going to be able to go through and pick out like what Marvel universe is. And it's like, no, not really just paint in one. And they're, you yeah. know, fucking cartoons. And it's like, and like, even that was like so cool. And when they're, um, like where they, where he fights the, like, I guess evil Dr. Strange, the dark hold one, like that yeah. place was cool. Like every, every, like, um, probably the least cool, but even Mount, uh, Wondagore, Wondagore, like that was pretty cool. Like there's really a lot to like visually in this movie. And then you layer the visuals, you layer on top, just like the fucking weird ass full commitment, Rami camera styles yep. plus Danny Elfman weird score and like flourishes and it's just like what is happening <laughs> there were a couple times when I wanted to high five this movie for its score um, <laughs> people hate it Greg that's fine they They're hate entitled it. To it there's not a lot about it that I found was altogether terribly memorable but there's one moment towards the end I think it's around the time when he kind of realizes he's got to become a zombie where like it's so freaking dumb. But just like all of a sudden, for the first time in this entire movie, we just hear this big like electric guitar like wow. It's, it's when the third it's when the third eye shows up. Like that's well, the that's, musical cue. That's for at that. the end. Well, I think it does it too when yes, when they're it, when they're it, in the scene where he's where he's fighting the guy for the first time, or the evil one, and when he shows him the third eye, then we hear that like Maybe. Yeah, that guitar, like that flourish. It's like, this is the thing for the third eye now. But I'm it like, just okay. sounds like so 70s and dumb. Yeah, and it's then so when out the, of place. And then when the third eye comes back in like the, I don't know, like the stinger, like the sound design there was amazing. Like the guitars just become like progressively more oppressive and terrifying mm-hmm. as it crescendos. I really like that just. But anyway, um, I like yeah. a little ho- the horror flourishes. Like, I don't know what you describe them. They're just like little like strings being plucked or like you yeah. know it sounds like strings breaking or just like all these little things that like once again yeah you would hear in like fucking evil dead or like a 70s horror movie or 80s horror movie and it's just like nope it's here for some reason yes <laughs> well and it's because i mean it, this is there's a lot of like sam raimi's horror comedy touches at this and it, I, I think it works well um i think there's some times where the tone shift doesn't really land i think that when they're in illuminati world and wanda shows up and starts chase, chasing them there they do a really good job of like just slowly sliding you from action movie into horror movie mm-hmm. um in a really cool way um and then the scene where they try to trap her in the mirrors and stuff oh that was a little earlier but that was really good too yeah um, that, that scene was like pretty cool but once again it was like that was pretty early on in the movie right and i was like all right so i guess she's okay so she, she fell into some trap and some of the mirrors and then they're like She's using the reflections and I'm and like, you know, she that was a fucking creepy ass scene yeah. in a lot of ways. And I was like, oh, this movie's different. <laughs> like that, yeah. was, that was the moment I was like, oh, oh, we're doing something different with this one, guys. Well, and the, the way that this movie uses the magic, I think, is so well done. Um, I noticed it the first time when there was that kind of the first big action sequence where the 
monster who we're not calling Shumagorath comes into New York to capture America. And um, Strange and Wong are fighting this thing. And they're clearly both using like slightly different versions of like the same magic, right? Like Wong is using more of like the portals and the kind of sparkly ropey yep. stuff. And Strange is rope. doing more of like the like the kind of reality bending stuff. And it's all kind of happening in a very kind of Marvel movie, like multiple superhero way. But they don't have to, like, explain to you, OK, I use this type of spell and blob. Here's the way those work. And you use this type of it's just like it's all just happening. And every every piece of it feels inventive and cool. And very rarely does the movie devolve into just the wizards are just throwing fireballs at each other like the end of WandaVision. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and like you can tell that like they each even throughout the whole movie, though, like Doctor Strange and Wong have like very different styles of using their magic. Yes. Like Doctor Strange wants to do like weird shit and Wong's just like, I'm just going to summon a cool sword. And it's like, OK, right. cool, man. Like and like that kind of fits with this character, like, you know, what we saw him fighting in Shang-Chi and like he wants to like fight people like. Right kind of old school and Dr. Strange is like, I don't know, I'll pull the bus apart or something and, or, or I don't know, snakes and just like, here's a bunch of snakes. Um, so like, I like that a lot. And then, yeah, that each Dr. Strange had their own, like that, you know, the, the one that shows up that gets zombified eventually, like in the beginning, like his magic is blue and yeah. it like looks a little different and you get the vibe that like, you know, and like obviously Wanda's is red and like way different. And obviously corrupting her like like the effects of like her like the looks like she's got like charcoal on her hands and like like that that was cool um and then like the the evil doctor strange or the dark hold is like purple magic and it's like simple but it's really effective and yeah the 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 music fight it didn't make any sense but it was so fun (laughs) it was awesome and you're just like i don't care He, he just he he bumped into this piano and decided to use the sound waves as weapons. And like, I just love how um, they're using the magic, like at, rather than just a way to be like, all right, it's just going to be fireball fights. They're like, how can we make every action scene as like interesting and cool and inventive and surprising as possible? And but you also get the sense of um that like they're all they're each kind of thinking through their moves right mm-hmm. they're all it, it, it's like more of like this kind of almost like strategic it's like okay well oh she's on the bus what do i do oh what if i'll take the bus apart oh and now i'll use this metal to cut that guy and like great it's working yeah it's good yeah. i like and and it doesn't explain itself in any way but you do get a sense for the most part of where each characters powers are kind of limited right right a i would say that bit. like you'd never the, get that sense of like well he's a fucking wizard anything can happen you know yeah the only exception i'd say to that was like wanda with a uh, black bolt i was like yes oh, okay she can just do that i guess um, yes you know I, I always i don't love when people are like well if she can just do that why isn't she blah blah because even if you're gonna really get like a nitty-gritty like i don't know practical kind of like trying to quantify their powers it's like just because people have a ton of power, it's kind of the same thing with like Thanos and, 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 you know, when he's got the gauntlet, it's like just because people have a ton of power doesn't necessarily mean that like he doesn't come with like super quick processing to be able to know exactly what the best thing to do is every situation. You're just right. like reacting, right? Just like you were saying, it's like, oh, the, the bus is coming at me. I guess I'll cut it in half. Like, you know, it's like, oh, she that guy mentioned his mouth. All right. Someone with his mouth. OK, whatever. As opposed to like, you know. 
thinking that they have like some sort of omniscient level and all the time in the world to be like, okay, let me just think about like the most efficient, effective way that we in the audience can sit there and go, well, why didn't he just do yeah. blah, blah, blah? It's like, come on. Like, yeah, it's fine. And that is, I mean, I, I, I've never really appreciated that kind of like, quote unquote, plot hole finding. I mean, number one, the reason the reason that uh, there's two reasons, I think, that she did that, which was a power we didn't really know she had and also a power she didn't really use later was uh, one, because Sam Raimi thought it'd be fucking cool to show this. And it was <laughs> he was right. That was a cool thing to watch happen. Yep. Um, uh but also because um, this is a point in the movie where we're ratcheting up the terror of Wanda. And by showing that she has some surprises and maybe she's more powerful than you even thought before this scene, that that ratchets things up for you as the viewer. Like now the stakes have been raised. Oh, she can do more than we thought. Um, and then they surprise us a few minutes later when great little bit of you know horror action stuff of like where she's blowing through the doors and blowing through the doors and then Mm -hmm. they stop and we're like when is she gonna blow through that door when is she gonna blow through that door when is she gonna blow and then she just pops in Mm -hmm. (laughs) from out of frame it's great because you know a great little jump scare but also you're like now you're even more afraid of her because she's doing things you didn't know she could do right you know that's that's a great thing you do with a horror monster is just when the audience think they've figured out what the monster's capable of or what its weaknesses are, you pull the rug. And, you know, I, so I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It's it's kind of a bummer because like this movie bums me out because think about if they did all the cool stuff and it wasn't bad. Like, what kind of movie would that be? It would be a masterpiece. I don't. But here's the thing. I don't know if the cool stuff would be as cool. But I don't care. You know, this movie is a lot of fun. And um, and look, I'd rather have a fun movie with bad dialogue and some weak plot than, you know, a a boring ass superhero movie that is, you know, more structurally sound, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like that's the to go back to my earlier comparison. Like, that's why Justice League and Suicide Squad and whatever, because they're not fun either. Like right. they're bad and they're not fun. Exactly. Um, they're 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 dull. This movie is not dull. Um, and this 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 movie's like audacious. Yeah. I mean, the audacity of just full on making Wanda a villain, not a oh god, a, a ghost got in my brain and is making me do bad stuff, villain. But like a no, she is just murdering people left and right, and it, it is very clear in this movie, like. That is just Wanda. She's gone crazy. Uh, yeah. She is straight up murdering people. Um, you know, th- and there is no like, oh, she just froze them all in ice. And if we break the spell, everything's going to be fine. It's like, no, they are dead. Yeah. Or isn't just like an explosion and they f- they fly away. And then I guess they're knocked unconscious. It's like, right. No, no, no. They are very, very dead. Yes. She even uh, Elizabeth Olsen said in an interview, I think today or yesterday, that she was supposed to be even it was supposed to be even more violent. And like initially. And I was like, Jesus. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Um, I love it. And she's she does a great job of like walking that line between being the kind of like scenery chewing, like horror villain that you need in a movie like this. But also like, oh, she's actually kind of like relatable. And like, I get it. Like, 
sympathetic, but not uh, forgivable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get it, but you're a monster now. Yes. You know, and yeah. And like, I also like that they with her, they that when they, you know, when she goes and does the dream walking and they're in the Illuminati world, like switching her outfit and like style up was like a really effective choice where it's like, mm-hmm. OK, you know, she's in the rich outfit here, but now she's in like just street clothes and she's just covered in blood slash oil, I guess, like and just like looks like a mess and she's in bare feet and it like just really added to the horror vibe even more. And it's like little choices like that that were like a really effective. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like it's just it's like her performance was really good, but it's also just like, but what? Like, why? Why? I mean, I get it. Like I, another thing this movie's audacious in is like a typical movie would have revealed her as the villain halfway through, like yeah. in some way. And they're just like, no, 30 seconds of dialogue. And she's like, Oops, slipped up. You want to fuck with me? And it's just like, okay. <laughs> like, that's yeah. like, I didn't really know what was going to happen in that scene. And like, it's very tropey, but like in a really fun way where she slips up with her name. And then like, you can tell it like Dr. Fiends immediately is just like, uh, and then she's like, ah, shit. Oh, anyway, this cool thing. No, it's not real. I made it all up. And also we're in a hellscape now for some reason. And <laughs> like, what's the implication there that like her tampering with the dark hold has like infected that land so like drained it of all its life and it's just there's just like really cool kind of ideas nestled in there yeah it's like where is this but also i don't care like it's yeah. like you know it's there's like a, it's fine it's magic there's, there's an implication but doesn't need to be like described it's like no well, i can kind of get what's going on here she, she, she's she, she's pill she's like a, a blight on the land because of all the negative magic she's using or whatever like right i can fill in those gaps that's fine yeah. uh uh i will say um I, I i i do like that uh well okay there's some things about the general you know kind of plot that i don't like like it kind of sucks that this movie uses a a girl as basically like you say an object the mm-hmm. MacGuffin is a person that kind of sucks uh it also kind of sucks that the villain is could be interpreted as just a baby crazy woman yep but also, uh, the, I definitely like the idea of um, like the plot being we have to uh, that a a white lady wants to kill a queer coded Latina uh, teenager in order to uh, return to a sitcom reality that never actually existed. That's good politics. Yeah. The, that's, <laughs> the yeah. Symbolism is a little heavy there. Um, yeah, I saw that in movie Bob, too. I think if I, I don't know where you saw that as well, but I've seen it elsewhere, too. But yeah, I, I was finding that, like, the competing interpretations are interesting, right? It's like people are like, oh, this movie's so misogynistic. I'm like, and yes, kind of both there. They're kind of both, there, which is which is fascinating. Um, um, and also, while we're on the subject, it is so weird that, and I understand that this is an existing character from the comics, and I'm not saying it's strange that a Latina-coded character has a name America. Uh, it is really wild that there's so much dialogue in this movie where characters are just talking with an absolute straight face about saving America <laughs> and making That's sure true. America's power is not used for evil. And I'm like, Guys, this is way too fucking on the nose for this to be a mistake. <laughs> um, I just I don't I don't I don't know that they meant anything by it, but it was it was like it was immersion breaking every time I heard it. And at no <laughs> point did any of the characters comment to each other 
like America the girl, not America the place. <laughs> right. But interestingly, what I thought was kind of interesting about this movie was, and this is a, 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 an excellent change of pace from the rest of the superhero fair, is they're not saving the world. No. They're saving, they're saving America. They're saving America from Scarlet Witch, and they're presumably saving whatever alternate version of Scarlet Witch's kids that she's going to kidnap, right? And and potentially murder the other version of Scarlet right. Witch that right. is already there as a mom. Right. Whether she's kidnapping them or she's moving into their reality, right. it doesn't matter. But like... Well, she kept saying, like, you'll never see me again. Like, right. just let me go. It's it, it, it's kind of refreshing that they're not like, gotta save the world again. It's like, no, you're... This is a little bit... And it's weird for a movie about, like, space wizards traveling through dimensions mm -hmm. to have such relatively small stakes for one of these movies. And I like that. Yeah. I guess there's... I mean, I guess it wouldn't really affect their universe. I guess hypothetically... If the, the way they're described, we don't know the exact mechanics, but like the way they're describing how incursions work. Yeah. And that, I read some of this run, this Bendis run, right? Like the initial beginnings of the incursions. I didn't read the whole way through and get to like the big Secret Wars stuff. But um, that like maybe if Wanda went to that dimension, then she yeah. would cause an incursion. But that's subtext maybe at best right and and the you know the the movie played with that a little bit They're like ah, if she fucks with this too much it could be an incursion but that was always kind of off to the side and we never had a scene of like an alternate new york like trying to superimpose itself you know and oh we got to stop it it's just nope just gonna rescue this girl from this evil wizard and uh and, and that's it i like yeah, it, it one thing that I thought I was kind of maybe like surprised or I don't know, not surprised, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel this movie sometimes, but like there was a lot of like Marvel shit in this, like not MCU shit, like, you know, like Mount Wondergar and like the incursions and like, like kind of some deep cuts from the comics yeah. that like I wasn't necessarily expecting them to like highlight, which is interesting. Um, Like they, they say the, they, like they fucking call out Kathan in this, like they say his name and I'm like, okay. Yeah, I didn't expect you to, like, go the whole way back to Wanda's powers being that. Remember when she was just, like, a girl who could maybe some move some stuff with her mind? Like, we've yeah. gone a long way. Well, um, she found the she found the Necronomicon. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the they did retcon some of that in WandaVision and stuff, too. So I'm not complaining about that, but it's just, like, uh, we have progressed the plot, like, as far as that goes. Um, I, I am really curious. I mean, I'll talk. I'll, I'll, I'll hold on this, but just I want to talk more about, like, the incursion thing. But anyway, um. To go back to your point about being audacious with her making her the villain, it's like this character seems irredeemable. Oh, yes. Yes. But they have set up that uh, they have set up that there is at least one other Wanda with powers yep. over there in the alternate universe. So you could get you could pull that Wanda in at any point if you wanted to. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they, they have a backdoor to bring her back, which I'm sure they'll use. Yeah. Um, you she know, seems the, to like doing it. Like when I mean, yeah. I read interviews with her and she's just like she kind of gets defensive. The movies like she's like, no, this is like this is art. It's just different kind of thing. Like not, not settling into that, like, you know, the grumpy old director stuff around Marvel films. Like she seems to, to genuinely enjoy the characters and enjoy doing it. And she clearly like is not just phoning it in. Yeah. No, she's like, yeah. Where sometimes I felt like Benedict Cumberbatch was and sometimes I feel like he wasn't his like his characterization in this was like a little all over the place. Yep. It wasn't terrible. Like, I've seen way worse, but like, you know, he has a nice way of portraying Doctor Strange that I gen I generally like, like the arrogance, but also like 
uh, sinceness. He's, uh, I yeah. think he's, I think he works best as, uh, as a side character. Mm-hmm. Right. Like when he is like, like, you know, when he was in, uh, you know, the last Spider-Man and he's like kind of in a mentor role, you know, mm-hmm. um, little bit of an antagonist. Um, you know, I think that that that's when he's at his best. And I think the scenes where, you know, he's kind of with America, like those are the best scenes, I think, for him. I think. But when it's like him on his own doing his own stuff, I don't know. It's just tough to grab onto. Yeah. Yeah, I probably agree with that. Although I feel like the dot like America's dialogue and even maybe partially, I'm not going to blame her because the script wolf like didn't she wasn't selling it for me. No, I I mean, I think she did OK in some scenes. I but I don't I don't think that she had a lot to work with. Um, yeah, I guess I, I guess I think that I guess the comparison I would make to from Doctor Strange is to Doctor Who in that like. Doctor Who always has the human companion or companions, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's where the that's when it works the best. And I think Doctor Strange is a very similar kind of character, you know, like um, it's yeah, he needs these these other characters around him to like teach and to uh, so you're not you don't have to sit with this weirdo, you know, who's lived a thousand lifetimes in alternate universes. And, you know, like you have to sit with him the whole time. Mm hmm. Um, um, yeah. And like it also, it's, it's a hard character to put in that role because then you kind of have to start somewhat explaining things and it gets like, you know, it gets harder to like, as opposed to just shows up and does some Dr. Strange shit and then kind of leaves or is yeah. to the side. So, um, yeah, but like, I don't know, just picking something out of the air. Like if I have to have scenes with him, like and a love interest, <laughs> that was yeah. a mistake in this movie, I think. I agree too. I I like Rachel McAdams, but like they didn't give her a lot to work with. No, and they were they trying were... to like do this duality of like you know, right for his like gotta be holding the knife thing. But it's like she wasn't like their romance was not particularly compelling in the first Doctor Strange. That's right, or had any energy at all. So then to try and like revive it in this is yes silly. Where like I feel like the a similar comparison right is like Thor and Jane Foster, Natalie Portman's character, like. There was a good bit more chemistry and focus on that in the first Thor movie, which then led to the second Thor movie. There was more development. Now, that movie wasn't like great, but I think people knew that wasn't going anywhere. So then when they made Thor Ragnarok, they're like, we're not doing that anymore. And then I mean, now she's coming back, but who knows in what. Right. It's in not going to be as like a love interest, probably. Right. It's it's probably, you know, I mean, like and maybe they'll bring that back. But it's also uh, a whole different vibe there. Like. You know, Thor is like Thor is supposed to be this version of Thor. Like he's he's a he's a frat guy. Like he's going to have some exes that he he probably didn't end things great with them. But maybe there could still be something there. Right. Like that makes sense for Thor. Mm -hmm. But Doctor Strange, like we've spent all these movies where he's like this magical weirdo, like he shouldn't be trying to like hook up with his ex. That just doesn't feel right for a character who like, again, like in the first movie, it, it culminates with him like dying a thousand times to outsmart Dormammu. Like <laughs> this is a guy who I feel like is 
has transcended to a point where either he doesn't really care about that anymore or um, he has bigger fish to fry. Right. There's probably a somewhat different arc here where like you just like I, I think this is actually what I could call it like you just cut that arc entirely. Like don't even have it in the movie. Like don't have Christine Palmer in this movie. Sorry, Rich McAdams. Like it doesn't add anything. And I think that like or or you you reframe it in a way where it's not like. So, you know, the implication is that they didn't work out because he couldn't give up control. Yes. Right. Well, really, it seemed like to me, the implication is that they broke up because he's a fucking goddamn space wizard and has yes. other things to do, <laughs> like you said. So go the next step from there. OK, what does that mean to him then that he had to kind of give up like his life to do this? That's an interesting arc. Not I miss you. I want to be with you. Is there any way we can be together? That kind of thing, like lost love kind of thing, more like lost life kind of thing. Like and then that makes him have that sort of like super all important. I'm the decision maker kind of like uh, uh, complex. Yes. And, and that gets you back to this, like, gotta let other people help, you know, kind of thing. And the bit where it's like he, he somehow realizes, like, in every reality, it never worked for us. You know, something right. like and it's because I am fundamentally Doctor Strange and X, Y, Z like, um, OK, but like, does that mean that you're just like fundamentally an asshole <laughs> who can't let someone else have the spotlight? Or does it mean to your idea, fundamentally, I'm always going to be the guy who, uh, you know, who puts himself at risk to do the right thing? Right. Yeah. Which is a little bit more along the lines of like, we could be together again, but I'd always end up leaving you to go save the world, which I think we've seen in other movies before. Uh, but it's but it's fine here. And I think it makes a little bit more sense for him. Um, but I also think we could have done this movie without the Christine subplot because it also gets messily tangled up with this whole like there's some kind of hints early on that like, oh, he. All of a sudden, he's interested in alternate realities because he thinks he might be able to hook up with an alternate Christine. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up and out of character for him. Mm -hmm. And but that gets tangled up with Wanda's plot, which is like, oh, no, I'm going to use the multiverse to, like, fix my family life. And it's like, well, are we ever going to address that duality? Right. No. OK. That could have been a whole so different we like, dynamic to explore if you wanted to, and, like, funk, like structure the movie around that. That would that could maybe also. And work. I, I wouldn't have gone that way because that inevitably would have ended in a we're not so different. You and I sure. speech. And I've had enough of those. Yeah. Um, definitely. Uh, and also, I just don't think that I don't think that that's what Doctor Strange would do, because this is a guy the last time we saw him was screaming at Peter Parker about what can go wrong if you fuck with the multiverse. Mm -hmm. And now he's like, hmm, maybe I could fuck with the multiverse and maybe get a hand job out of it. Like, <laughs> seriously, is that that just that doesn't work. So, yeah, I, 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 I feel like I also feel like this movie could have been better if we just um, brought Christine in in the middle as a surprise. Sure. But I don't know that surprise would land because who the hell remembers? Oh, that's right. Regina George was in the first one. <laughs> um, I like one one kind of thing that like I feel like I felt was missing about connections a little bit. And like, have you watched any what if besides the first episode? Uh, Maybe the first two or three. But so did you watch Dr. Strange one? I did not. OK, that's probably the best one. And it's all about like Dr. Strange, like 
you know, in the one of the scenes from the first movie, him and Christina are in the car. They get into a car accident, a la where he hurts his hands. But this time she's in the car and she dies. Mm-hmm. And then he is basically trying to, like, fuck with time, fuck with reality, fuck with anything to just try and get her back. But every time she dies, like, it's kind of mm-hmm. like a Groundhog Day situation, fucking with time. And eventually he starts, like, going down an incredibly dark path that ultimately results in him, like, destroying the entire universe, his universe. And that Doctor Strange is, like, super crazy. He reminds me a lot of the one that is there at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, almost to the point where it's like, is that who you were trying to say? But, like, a clearly different plot line. But, like, I feel like, and I'm, I know it's, like, a lot to reference a fucking what-if cartoon. But we're doing well, multiverse shit. I just well, feel I like... Mean, they brought, they gave you Agent Carter. Exactly. So I was just like, why... Why didn't we, I mean, and to be fair, that guy has his own plot line in that series. So maybe that's why, because he comes back at the end and the whole thing. But like, because basically what happens is he ends up getting imprisoned in his own little box and he's just just, just to sit there for eternity because he just basically wiped out everything. And I just feel like there was something we could have done there, especially with how much they wanted to focus on Christine in this movie to have like a Doctor Strange who's just like, this is not the path for you or like something along those lines. I don't know. Well, that and that. That makes a lot of sense that the what if plot line, because it's like, OK, so the, the change is she dies and that changes his whole like magical occult obsession. Right mm-hmm. now he's got a different mission um, and it's a dark and, and then, yeah, things go bad. Like, yep, that's cool. I like that because that's like, a, oh, this is how the darker aspects of your personality could manifest other things. Great. Works good. Love it make make the movie but i just i i I think you can get through this without the um without the christian subplot give me more scenes and 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 that makes a lot more space for you know building more of the dr strange and america relationship give them Mm -hmm. more to do more like dimension hopping and you know i don't need a sidekick i don't want to be your sidekick you know Right, right right you can have a lot more fun show me some more cool stuff Instead of, like, cramming their entire relationship into this, like, incredibly contrived, like, walk up to a storefront and see your memories, but also the person standing next to you can see your memories. <laughs> Who would ever do this? Yeah, yeah. Um, like, doing that whole thing. Um, like, I would much rather have had them, like, develop their relationship through, like, a nice, like, tight montage of you know they're hunting down some MacGuffin and, and jumping across dimensions and she's learning to control her power and you know accidentally takes them to cartoon world and you know yeah it'd be a lot of fun yeah definitely and they're like i even watch if you structured it well like because this movie wasn't like incredibly long compared to some other ones like spider-man or some of the avengers movies like if you wanted to flesh it out a little bit more like there was time for that here because the movie like feels i will say that i did like that movie felt very kind of like frenetic like very like uh just like fast paced because they're just constantly running on the, it's basically just one long chase scene right yes until but until anyway. yeah <laughs> but uh yeah until the only scene i guess but um and then the other scene at the end but yeah so there's like some pause points but i feel like they could have i don't know i could have used one or two more like we landed in this multiverse which maybe we recognize and yeah. wanda sticks another monster on him Yep. And then like they do it again. And then like, I don't know, like that, that would be fine. That'd yep. be fine. That, that to me is a much more fun movie. Um, uh, but yeah, let's talk about the Illuminati scene. Yeah. What did you think of, uh, the Illuminati they, they picked? Um, I liked seeing Professor X, of course. 
Yeah. Uh, do you like the little? Do you like the little uh, Elfman uh, X Men animated series? Well, I see this. I saw the chair, mm-hmm. and that was the you know the nineties chair and the cartoon mm-hmm. chair, and then the da 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 da. I was like, like oh, all you right. fuckers. and I was like, that's a. I, I like the I like the shout out, but I also like that you are establishing. Well, I don't know if I like. I acknowledge that you are establishing that this Professor X is not the same Professor X from those other movies. Yeah. It's a little bit of blue balls for all of us. Yes. Um, but fine. Um, I love Agent Carter. Um, thought she did such a, I mean, such a great, you know, just such a small thing, but worked out so well. The action looked great. The suit looked great. She, you know, her performance in the action sequences was great. Um, uh, I was quite disappointed to see John Krasinski as Reed mm. Richards, but then super happy that he died like a minute later. <laughs> uh, unquestionably dead. Yeah. In a most gruesome kind of way. Um, yes. Yeah. I I don't know, man. I have mixed feelings because like, you know, we did our Fantastic Four thing and we want we want something else. But damn, if he doesn't do a decent job at him. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I. I got to disagree with you there. All right. It's fine. That, that whole performance, the costume, everything about it felt very phoned in. I did not get smartest man in the universe vibes. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it just didn't work for me. Um, I, I, I felt like the, the performance was a bit phoned in. I mean, John Krasinski doesn't have a ton of range, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think this was the role for him. And I don't think this performance worked out very well at all. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I uh, I definitely would want to watch it again because I like I said, this movie has so much shit going on. Sometimes it's just like, well, I am, you know, I need to get a good look at the suit and look whatever. But uh, I cannot fucking believe they got fucking Anson Mount back in that fucking black. I mean, in a proper black bolt suit. I just cannot believe they did that. Yeah. To show up and do basically nothing. Yeah. But like. To even obliquely, I mean, it's not obviously just like Professor X, it's not the same one, but like he even tangentially referenced that that ABC Inhuman show existed to bring back the same actor is insanity. I mean, yeah. like, why would you ever? Fu- I mean, I guess to please the 10 people that watched it, I don't know. Like, however, I will say. <laughs> or to make good on a contractual obligation, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I will say, though, that like when I was actively reading a lot of comics, Black Bolt was a very active character and He's just like a weird, cool character to me. Yeah. So to see like a good representation on screen that like tickled the fan service for me a little bit. Like like when they are like flashing back to like they defeated Thanos and it's time to like, you know, take out Doctor that Doctor Strange and they kill him via Black Bolt Annihilation. I was like, fuck, yeah, this is awesome. Like, yeah, just this right here. That was some comic book ass nonsense. I loved it. That's that's some Marvel nonsense, you know what I mean? Like it's such like he's a pretty deep cut character, all in all, you know, and like got a weird power set that's like it's hard to display because it's so it's supposed to be like Superman, like so powerful, right? Yeah, like unbelievably powerful. So like to have him be a main character or anything, it's kind of just like well, like he can just you know whatever, right? Also, he can't talk talk. and he can do whatever he wants, (laughs) right? So, but then just to do it, I'm just like okay, that was pretty cool, and then just Uh, off him quickly, but yeah. And I loved that, like, they introduce all these characters and they, they've been teasing this scene for so long. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is it, man. This, they're going to this is this is going to blow the whole like MCU multiverse uh-huh. wide open. 
And like, this was the scene that I was like, the scene that made me just like, I was like, I want to go to see this movie and I want to see it on opening night because I don't want to hear about this on Reddit. Whatever this is, I don't want to hear about it on Reddit. I want to see it for the first. And then to do all that. And at first I was like, oh, John Krasinski, seriously. (laughs) And then within five minutes, they all just get obliterated was I thought such a fantastic uh, Sam Raimi, go fuck yourself uh, moment. Oh, what, you thought like, we were incorporating the X-Men characters? No, fuck you. Nope, like, nope, nope. <laughs> you thought we were going to introduce a bunch of new characters who were going to be in all the future movies? No, dead. No. Yeah, um, I also really liked, um, I'm blanking on his name, but uh, that version of Captain Marvel, just like super aggro, like, it was it was good. And like, that fight being extended, because like, yeah, she's supposed to be really powerful, and I mean, having a rock fall on her killer probably is weird, but whatever. Um, and the Professor X stuff was cool. I, I do wish they wouldn't have shown professor x in the i mean it did set up that that rug pool but uh i i kind of wish that would have been a good cool surprise in the moment to see like the chair and everything but uh you know to have professor x do professor x shit they actually had like a fucking effect when he yeah. touched his head that's some Which fucking was, and it was, 90s cartoon shit yep yep um and <laughs> I, I i thought i even thought the um the visual design of that sequence when he's inside her head mm-hmm. was so good. Yeah. You know, just this like endless white expanse with this rubble in it. And then that like red mist comes in. Yeah. I could have used like a little bit more in that scene. Like it, it was kind of like, it was a nice like juxtaposition how, like how quickly it happened. But I feel like I could have used like a little more of like a back and forth between them. But yeah, I don't know. It still worked. I just like, Maybe just the fanboy me is like wanted a little bit more of like weird, cool Professor X fighting weird, cool Scarlet Witch in fucking Mindland. Yeah, um, there was psychic probably battle. Yeah, exactly. I want a little more psychic battle. What that looks like, but it, I mean, it still is great. Like, yeah, that was such a fun. It, it was a lot of like it, you said. It was a lot of. It was a good action scene. Like the way she kills all of them is brutal. Um, yeah, it's just a big fuck you, and I love it. Yeah, I, 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 I was. I thought again audacity right yeah. like to, to to set all this up and then just be like nope <laughs> um all of this is just to make you more afraid of this character who we spent an entire uh an entire television show like setting up as like a redeemed hero yeah uh <laughs> yep jk I- <laughs> She's a monster. Yeah, I we talked about this a little bit, but we're offline. But like, I am just to to go back to a little more like context. Trying to watch me without this, but being like, this movie was supposed to come out a year before Spider Man No Way Home and WandaVision aired. Like, what does what do this what does this movie look like, and what do those three things look like in relation to each other? Like, what I just I'm baffled by like what could be like I don't know, man. Like, was it's like the, the plot of this whole movie is reliant on WandaVision. Really. Yeah, well. And Spider-Man No Way Home had nothing to do with this movie. Like, they, they reference it once. And it has no impact on the plot, right? Like, Doctor Strange yes. already knew about the multiverse, kind of, somehow, which is also unexplained. Because no one can travel between it, except for this one girl. And I guess there's probably some technical means that other people have in other universes. Sure, we'll learn about that. But right, the we got introduced to Clea at the end, and she's just got a knife that cuts through. Yeah. Well, that was the dark dimension they went to. So that's that's what I looked like to me, and that's what people said. Like that she's yeah, maybe I, never, I don't I don't know that character, but um, I guess she's a dark dimension wielder, and she's got the same purple magic energy that was in the first Doctor Strange movie and the 
when she cut open that thing and mm-hmm. it looked like where Dormammu was. So I am just like, what what was their sequence of events? And like, did any of that have an impact on like some of the bigger plot choices that don't work? You know, uh, I, I honestly couldn't say. I mean, I think no, no that... one can. I just I'm just it's like I have, it's like a rhetorical question. Almost, there, yeah. There's like, what could we say? But it's just a fascinating thing to think about. Just like, were they going to try and like make her less of a monster and then do WandaVision after it as her path to redemption or like also not showing vision at all in this was kind of strange, like because it wasn't just the kids, you know, it was vision, too. And like not even like they referenced him once, but like she didn't say like my family. She said like my kids, which once again, yeah. leans into that like crazed child obsessed woman thing which like isn't great so i don't know it's just it's a weird thing to think about yeah it's i mean i think you could you could have a fairly similar plot but it just have introduced some you know new villain Mm -hmm. right who's doing this um you know some some you know pull somebody from dr strange lore yeah um or you could have it be wanda but you uh you 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 tone down you know and 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 it is more like oh she you know she's been corrupted by an evil spirit and then you know she's not a she doesn't do anything too bad and doesn't uh and then like you say yeah then wandavision is the redemption you know mm-hmm. and and we we open wandavision not knowing if she's okay is she in an alternate reality or you know is she in a, is this the multiverse she's hopped into. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, like that could have been cool. Um, but I can see I can see that pathway. But what I love about, you know, and this is something that the Marvel movies can do now that I want to see more of them doing. And I've been, you know, calling for this for a while. But like it was so all, one of the great things about making Wanda the villain is you don't need to spend a lot of time introducing her. Mm-hmm. We as the audience don't need to get to know her. Because we've seen her in other movies. Maybe you didn't see WandaVision, but look, you know who this person is. I just need like a quick scene to tell me her motivation and boom, we're off to the races. Yeah. I don't need a bunch of exposition about, oh, here's this, you know, transcendental threat you've never, never fucking heard of before um, that now we have to explain and, you know, you don't have to do any of that. I love it that, you know, this is. And that's one of the things that they should be taking advantage of is the fact that, like, they've got all of these characters, you know, and it's like I say, like, yeah, you know what? Turn a turn a hero into a villain for a movie, turn a villain into a hero for a movie. It's it's fun to see these guys interact. We know them. We've met them before. Yep. Um, you know, rather than these typical Marvel villains who show up, uh, act really cool for 20 minutes and then die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I one other thing um, I wanted to say before i forget about another visual thing that i thought was cool like obviously we talked a lot about like the america character uh leaving you know something to be desired and how she was portrayed but every time she used her power like the punch with the star i was yeah. like that's so fucking cool like every single time it was just like i don't know why it was just like that looks awesome that looks yeah. awesome like just i mean maybe it maybe that like there was because i was in the fucking 3d world like there was some depth to it which looked which like added something to it i think but um yeah, I just thought visually that was like a really one again, like you could make it look all kinds of ways, but to actually have it be like a giant star, yeah, and like successive stars. I'm like, all right, I'm into it. Yeah, a giant star with no explanation for nope. why it's a star <laughs> doesn't matter. It looks cool. Here we go. Yep. Um, And it looks different than the other portals we've seen. 
and you can see how it like oh it's like it's kind of like fractalized so like it's a star behind a star behind a star behind a star you know as opposed to like the Doctor Strange portals where it's more just like I open it and you can see what's on the other side and we just walk through it's like no this is like uh, more chaotic and there's like like five layers to it and mm-hmm. um it looks really cool when they would kind of rotate the camera around it a little bit and you would yep. get that sense of like depth and parallax yeah yep. it looked great and it was like and it doesn't matter uh she gets scared she punches holes through the dimensions fine fine <laughs> and then she's gonna figure out how to do it when she's not scared yes i've seen a movie before and i'm so <laughs> glad they didn't spend 30 minutes like diagramming it out on a chalkboard you know, right. just like fuck it, it's it's happening. I I did not. Uh, I feel like the movie ended up like there wasn't a lot of good like falling action. Like yeah, this movie's over within I don't know two minutes of like Wanda dying. Yep. Which there's something to be said for that. However, some of the fallout is stuff I like, and I feel like her just being like, oh, I'm just at you know I'm I'm at magic school now, learning magic. I'm just like why? Like what? Yeah. Like, you just learned that, like, you can control your powers, kind of. You could maybe imply that, like, oh, she's going to use the magic, since her power, I guess, is magic, to, like, figure out how to go find her family or something. Like, they could have said that. Like, I don't know, like, you know, oh, through, you know, mastering the portal, you'll be able to master, you know, where you're going in the multiverse, because you can't get there now. Because it was just, like, she clearly chose where, want, like, where to send Wanda at the end. Yeah. Now she doesn't know where her family is, so it's like, I don't know, I just could use a little bit more to, like, if you're going to try and make this character a character and probably use her in further things, like she's the only thing coming out of this movie outside of the stinger that like is a setup, which once again, yes. like is not typical Marvel. So if you're going to set her up, just fucking set her up then. Like, what's she going to yeah. be doing? What is she? What does she care about? And why is she just like doing like she's at magic school, just like doing the basic magic stuff? Shouldn't she be like, like, shouldn't we be getting the impression that she's like working on her powers? Right. Um, yeah. And also, I kind of feel like it's a bit weird, like she has like this, you know, this supposedly like once in a billion lifetimes power, right? That completely changes the rules of the entire, you know, universe as we understand it. And they're like, I guess we'll just have her at our little like uh, Kung Fu school. You know, the (laughs) one that got like completely shithoused by one person an hour ago. Oh, this is fine. This is a fine place to leave our like our nuclear bomb of a human. Right. Uh, that felt a little weird. Yeah. But and that like, again, like that, that, that one of the things they set up with the stinger and is like the idea of an incursion, which right. comes from like, you know, that's like, that's kind of when the Illuminati were introduced was like around this in the comics. And like that idea of like, Oh, like two planets, you know, or two universes are connecting. And then like, basically either they both die or one has to die. And in the comics, the Illuminati are like, they're making the call. To just like we're gonna have to kill the other people to survive the whole other universe and they're doing that through like you know not great me um through classic reed richards lawful evil science stuff mm-hmm. um so it's like yeah so it adds even more like experience to like oh she's super dangerous because like we kind of got told that if you're in the universe you're not supposed to be in maybe she's the exception but if anybody else is bad stuff happens yeah the, the yeah the um the stakes were not well established <laughs> Like, how does an incursion happen? What does it mean when an incursion happens? I mean, we saw yeah. that oh, it looks it looks pretty bad there um, in, in that one world where an incursion happened. But yeah. And clearly this is like 
then like I, yeah. I don't really know where what you know to, to move out from this movie itself a little bit to just like as you always have to do what's next in the mcu right like Oof. i know it's your, <laughs> this, this is your least favorite part of the show <laughs> uh but it's like it, it's always the question right and like i don't focus too hard on that some people only focus on that and it's I like know. that's not fun i like the movie too um but then you're leaving like okay like they got the stinger like okay i mean you don't you don't cast Charlize Theron as like a nobody like she's gonna be in another movie but there's nothing on the docket that's been announced that like there's no there's no interconnection right there's no avengers there's no infinity war there's no infinity saga like you know there are some things that are referencing each other but there's really no like forward trajectory this is the biggest kind of point in that direction we've had and it also is one that has been rumored a lot which is that there's going to be some sort of like secret wars the latter one movie right which is all about you know much about that one i think we've talked about it before i don't i didn't read it yet i kind of do want to read it because it just sounds awesome but like basically original secret war you had the beyonder and all that crazy shit i don't know exact mechanics but basically in this version there's been incursions happening it's a problem blah 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 dr doom gets i think it's the beyonder powers or maybe the cosmic cube or something and becomes like basically the dr doom beyonder and he smushes together quote unquote all realities mm-hmm. into almost like a dc style like crisis situation but it's like called it's like a battle world and there's all these versions of all these characters like just doing crazy bonker shit because comics like you've got an area of the island where like all the ghost riders just race all day. And the other mm-hmm. one where like all the fours just fight giants all day. And then like out of that springs another like kind of very similar to DC style, like resetting of like the canon and the multiverse a little bit, which Marvel had not really done at that prior mm-hmm. to that point. This only happened maybe five, ten years ago. Maybe not even that. Not even probably that much, but probably five years ago. So, you know, to use that word specifically and to reference that and then to reference it again in the stinger to like, you, you're going to you're going to cause an incursion. We need to stop it and then like have him go, which I did like that. He's like, all right, fuck it. Let's go. Like um, that felt very Doctor Strange to me. Uh, I'm just like where I don't see any other movies or TV show that's going to even remotely reference that. So I guess we're just going to like chill with that for a while until I don't know. I feel like they're going to have to announce something bigger soon. Well, I'm, I mean, I know that we were led to believe from loki that you know kang was going to be the new big bad right and where does that fit well i mean if now it could be that this incursion thing uh you know i mean the next movie could 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 um could start with dr strange and clea popping out of a portal and saying to um i don't know who's left the hulk boy what a crazy incursion we just stopped. Also, <laughs> we're married now. What's new with you? Like, that's how this could, you know what I mean? Like, right. there's no guarantee that, like, incursions is going to be the new thing. Yeah. Um, but if you've, you know, if Kang is is going to be your new big bad and multiversal shenanigans are going to be the new kind of conceit that all of this uh, revolves around, then it it seems pretty obvious that it's like, all right, well, Kang's going to make an incursion happen and we got to stop it or yeah. respond to it. You know, I guess it um, seemed like to me they were like and they're like going to have to make it work, I guess. But it seems like they were kind of like operating under like two entirely different systems of like parallel slash alternate dimensions. Right. You mm-hmm. got like kind of the Loki, like divergent variant kind of thing. And then you've got this like, no, it's just whole other universes. But you're right, though. We've got, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp, which I think they just moved up. Um, I think they swapped it with the Marvel's release date. And then, like, I guess Fantastic Four at some point. But, like, I don't even know if they're, like, they haven't even cast that movie yet. So, like, 
Yeah, I mean, that's definitely like where they're going. I just don't see, I don't see, like, I see a couple pieces in the table, but I don't see a direction. Maybe because it's just not as clear. Yeah. There's just like so much on, and then I'm not, I'm not gonna say they don't know because like clearly they know something. Once again, you don't cast Charlie's chair and if you don't Charlie's there and if you don't have like a goal in mind with her and have a couple con- movie contract or whatever. But but anyway, yeah, I'm I'm honestly I'm I'm fine with just like eh, it's just like I really just liked that this was just a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I was able to just enjoy it, and it's like oh, these are characters I know having an adventure, and that's good um yep. yeah and the next one like the next one looks like that too like thor love and thunder comes out in ugh, a month and a half that and looks fine looks great like i'm super excited for that because once again it's just like we're gonna get thor who's fun and some guardians time which is always fun we're gonna get new thor we're gonna get i guess russell crowe as zeus like fucking yep. sign me up i don't even Pretty- know what the conflict is but like i'm like yeah i i want i will spend another two hours with thor and uh-oh, his ex-girlfriend's back, and now she's a Thor. I'm like, fine, fine. <laughs> I bet we're going to get some good quips out of this, and we're going to get some good action out of this, and some laughs. Yeah, and fine. maybe, maybe Christian Bale being a weirdo. Is Chris, oh, yeah, he's the villain. He's the bad guy. Um, and even the one after that, it's like, oh, we get Black Panther in the fall. I'm just like, uh, they've said Namor's in that movie. I'm in. Like, <laughs> that's all you're going to tell me. <laughs> I'm done. If we're, if we're going to get a Wakanda-Atlantis war, like, Fuck yeah, let's do it. So I, 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 I do you have any speculation on because uh, the news was going around last week or maybe the week before that Keanu Reeves has been cast in, in some secret MCU role? I don't I mean, I feel like that's been happening off and on for like two years. Yeah. Um, but I mean, at this point, I think it's cool. Like, I'm sure it's like some people have like a, a poo poo on it, whatever. But um, like just like everyone gets their turn. Like yeah, every like a, actor well, in Hollywood is just like, yeah, he's a big enough movie. actor. He's going to be in he's going to be in one of these movies eventually. Yeah. Um, I like everybody, just not just not just young hunks. Like, yes, Glenn Close is in a Marvel movie. Like yeah. <laughs> they're all um, Tilda Swinton is in a Marvel movie. Like what? Like, it's great. I love it. Yeah, I was just I was wondering if you had any speculation. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I really don't it's, know. It's tough because, look, when Keanu Reeves is good, Keanu Reeves is very good. But. Keanu Reeves is not an actor with a lot of range. He basically can do, uh, you know, Bill and Ted. <laughs> he can do John Wick and he can do Neo, which is halfway between Bill and Ted and John Wick. <laughs> I mean, if they wanted to make hypothetic, like if they wanted to make a very lead into the more like doesn't understand people, maybe more on the lawful evil side of things like Reed Richards, like. I, I don't just know. I don't buy. I I I just I can't buy. I can't buy Keanu Reeves as as a, like a super intelligent person. You know no, what I mean? I, I don't think he can either. I was just I, mean, I was just reaching just for a, what we know yeah. is there. But I, I mean, I could see a version of Ghost Rider, like an older Johnny Blaze, who's mm. like kind of a um, like who has kind of like a little bit of like wild like hippie kind of surfer biker energy. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. that, that kind of like, uh, like, cause, cause there is a little bit of, and I say daredevil, not in the Marvel sense, just in the general sense. There's a little bit of that vibe to Keanu Reeves at times. He can, he can kind of bring that out a little bit of that devil may care, you know, kind of risky, kind of dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, that could work. Um, but I don't know. I was just, yeah. I, I mean, and we're also starting to hit that point where like, we're not in the areas that we have at least announced 
you know, like, which there's like still a good number of TV shows and movies that are yeah. still on the docket through like 2024 and some stuff that has announcements, but not like dates yeah. like Blade and Fantastic but Four. But honestly, with any of these things, until until I hear casting or production has started, I don't like I, I feel like they throw a lot of like titles out there like, oh, we're going to make a blah, blah, blah. It's like, mm, are you? Yeah, I feel like that's true of every other franchise, but Marvel has so far, I feel like, not done that. Yeah, maybe. Like, when they've announced their roadmaps, like, there's not been something they haven't made. They've added things. They maybe tweaked some things, but I don't ever remember, outside of, like, just straight-up rumor stuff. Like, they're not doing the Star Wars thing, where they're like, hey, we're going to announce all these things, and then make none of it. Like, most of the shows are in pre-production, like... We're definitely getting that Guardians holiday special like that's already done. Like it's just like weird stuff like that. You know, it's like, OK, so but like as opposed to Star Wars, where it's like, remember all the directors that are apparently are making Star Wars online? None of them have even started yeah. and it's never going to happen. And all the shows they announced and only made one of them like it's it's definitely weird. But I feel like they don't tend to do that. But I guess what I was going to say is that like outside of getting into like deeper X-Men Spider-Man stuff, mm-hmm. we're starting to get starting to get to the like the limits of my knowledge yeah. like because I didn't read a ton of like Dr. Strange comics or Ant-Man comics or Black Panther comics. So like, I know basics about stuff and there's still some big people that we haven't seen. Like yeah. your Dr. Doom and your fantastic four and that kind of stuff. But like outside of, yeah, I was like outside of X-Men, I'm just kind of like, like, like we know who Kang is and he's casted. It's like, if they were going to pick another Ant-Man villain, I'd be like, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know another Ant-Man villain. I don't know another, even another Avengers villain. It's like, there's some, because a lot of the big crossovers ended up being like from other things. Like, yeah, I guess they fought Onslaught, but like, how are they going to do that? Or I don't know. Um, There's just like, we've had, what, 25 movies and multiple TV shows. Like, we're starting to get to like a lower bench of like what my, like small amount of comic knowledge actually is. I mean, I think, you know, in terms of like your Marvel big bads obviously dr doom uh mephisto mm-hmm. we haven't really touched the mephisto side of things yet yeah mephisto nightmare um, um there's that whole crew uh we've we've done the kree and the scrolls to we've at least introduced them sure um we did red skull um but your captain america bench uh, you pretty much wore out your captain america stuff yeah um Iron Man, you know, that door is is largely closed, but his major villains, I mean, the Mandarin we did um, twice, (laughs) twice. Um, uh, We haven't done the mole people, but I don't know that we will. (laughs) Um, Who else? Your Marvel big bad. I mean, Galactus. Galactus. Um, Magneto, but once again, X-Men. Right. Like, there's a bunch of stuff in the X-Men Spider-Man tour we haven't really done. Like, we haven't done, like, full... Like, we've done Green Goblin, kind of, but we haven't really done, like, full Norman Osborn, kind of, like, Dark Avengers kind of stuff. Right, right, We haven't really done, like, a couple of... At least in the modern way. Like, we didn't do an MCU Doc Ock. We didn't do an MCU... Uh, chameleon like these, these are not like these are like Spider-Man bad guys. Some of those some of those characters transcended, like, into bigger events. Um, There's some other... There's always more cosmic stuff. There's so much bullshit that like has come up in Guardians or in 
Eternals or whatever that you could like lean on. Um, yeah, like the Celestials they, are also this kind of threat, but also not because they're gods. Like, did you watch Eternals yet? Not yet. No. Oh man, I I'm almost, watch another weird I movie. Almost did the other night, but then I watched the first episode of Peacemaker instead. That is um, a fucking hundred thousand percent better choice and better use of your time. Yes, I I agree. I need to. And you're keep legally watching. obligated to never skip the intro. I understand. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, this, the century is like a cool idea, but I don't know how you fucking ever do that. It's just Superman. I know, but then he's like got his dark thing, and it's it's a whole thing. But I mean, there's like more stuff you could do with because uh, they kind of took Loki in a different direction. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, I think that obviously we're, we're we're working on a Kang arc, which fine, good. Um, there's a little more magic, like Morgan Le Fay, that kind of like if. Like, I, I mean, I Moon Knight's done. Did you finish it? I did. So, like, there's other evil gods, you know, out there that you can fight. There's a million, a million of those. You want to fight yeah. fucking Shiva and whatever else? Like, sure. But do you have, but, but, but I, I mean, are there any, like, big, like, marquee villains, you know? Yeah, because even Ares isn't really a villain. Like, he is in the DC universe. Ares yeah. is just, like, and, and I think, angry I think, Thor. Yeah, unless you bring in, you've got to bring Magneto in. You've got to bring in... um galactus dr doom you could do another handed apocalypse is another big one right as far as like big world ending universe changing kind of people. i would avoid apocalypse yes, i would too but <laughs> didn't um, work they tried it he's also just too goofy it, it doesn't yeah and his power set is too wild it doesn't it's not it's not good maybe a mr sinister i could see him yeah, like biotech whatever but um once again they have to introduce the x-men to do any of that so yeah uh, yeah, and they will. They and will. And they will, for sure. I guess Phoenix, if you do like another Phoenix arc for no, a little god. No, but... no, 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 <laughs> no. They have had all the tries that they are allowed to do Dark Phoenix. I understand Dark Phoenix as a comic book event means a lot of things to a lot of people who are a certain age, but it's not that good. It's not <laughs> fucking Moby Dick of comic books. Get over it. Well, it's also like they've been doing Phoenix stuff for like 20 years now. And they're still <sighs> like, like right now they're doing Phoenix stuff. And like it's moved way beyond like Jean Grey. You know, it's like this whole other. It's almost like its own sub corner of like the Marvel like uh, yes. universe now is like Phoenix shit, which is like, OK, I guess just stop. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I, I do think that there's definitely more to explore in like the supernatural. Because I forgot yeah. we're also getting this like Halloween special like werewolf by night thing oh don't do that um and i'm not not convinced that like that blade movie is not gonna be blade and black knight and moon knight just like fucking vampires up that could work and fucking sign me up for it dude like i'm all in that could work that sounds great and you do like more of like the more we haven't really done like i mean thor is they, they went so hard with like the space pieces of like the Asgardian stuff, like they're aliens, clearly. We haven't really had got to do like the more like medieval sorcery stuff. And like Doctor Strange stuff is so like Eastern mysticism based. Like, let's do some like King Arthur shit. I know? like I like the idea of a uh, Moon Knight, Blade, Black Knight team up, you know, like because that they're all different enough that there you could have like some good like friction between them, you know, mm-hmm. and the power levels are all about right, you know. Yeah. Um, whereas like Moon Knight, like, hey, basically like Batman plus Wolverine's Batman with Wolverine's healing ability. But he's never that overpowered because he's also a crazy person. Right. 
um, and Blade doing Blade stuff, great. And then Black Knight, I, he's just a guy with a sword, right? Yeah, magic sword, magic yeah, armor, good. I guess. Yeah, okay, and, and it's John, he's played by Jon Snow. Just fucking get yeah, in there. Let's fine. do it. Um, and and yeah, they're gonna go hunt some Draculas. I like it. Um, you could go a lot of places with that. Um, and I, I think I like that more than like giving Blade his own movie because we got two really good Blade movies already. And why invite the comparison, you know? Um, yeah. and then just like, I think, you know, just the pairing of like a really serious, you know, grim, dark blade paired next to Oscar Isaac's Moon Knight paired next to, um, uh, how I assume Kit Harrington would play Black Knight, which would be like he played Jon Snow, which is just a himbo. Uh, <laughs> I love it, you know? Yeah. 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 Sign me up. I'm into that one. Um, and I don't even really feel the need to talk about Moon Knight because I thought it was just mostly fine. It and, was mostly fine. And But one thing I said about it is that it was consistent in a way that I feel like most other Disney Plus shows have not been consistent with, maybe the exception of Hawkeye. Like, it was... Somewhere between met and fine, but it was consistently met and fine the whole time. So it kind of felt okay. Where like WandaVision was like really good and then like sucked. And then like Loki was like mostly good and then like kind of was like fine. It kind of fell apart. Yeah. So it's like the fact that it was just like this told told like a mostly cohesive story and did not really. It it did some weird in in a different way. It it adhered much more to the model. It it aimed low, but it stuck the landing. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, okay, um, I'll, I'll and, take it. And, and, and I, honestly, I think that the last, contrary to the way a lot of these Disney Plus Marvel shows have gone, the last two or three episodes of Moon Knight were the best. Yeah, I like when it, when it when it's about Mark and Steven's relationship, and you know it it, it and and where you stop being sure what's real and what isn't. Um, I'm still not real sure what was real. And what wasn't. That's that's really where you know where it's at its where it was at its best. And, um, you know, like, I gotta say, props to Oscar Isaac of giving me, like, a show where, like, oh, he plays two characters, but, like, I actually care about their relationship. Yeah. And the way that they're looking out for each other. I loved it. Yeah, they are two different characters. Like, he is playing two different characters. And the the show never asks us to choose which one is the real one. Mm -mm. You know, that's really good. And even though we know that, like, Steven isn't real, right? Like, but he's still real, you know? Like, he's still, like, he's a, you know... Like, Mark was the first personality, but, you know, Steven has lived an entire life on his own. And he's a completely formed personality with his own, you know? Yeah. Um, And neither one of them is ever really made out to be a villain or, you know? And then, like, they have to learn how to work together. And, like, some of the moments where it's, like, you know, like... They're still trying to protect each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so sweet and good and amazing and really good. And then there's also some really just kind of like cringy elements to the show that I didn't really like. But um, yeah, the, I I'd like one, to see one thing more. The show, yeah, I would like to see more of it too. And one thing I thought the show across the board was pretty good was like, I thought the performance was really good. Like Oscar Isaac obviously is doing crazy good stuff and then like i really like ethan hawks like even though he's like maybe his character was like the most compelling like i just thought his performance was like pretty solid like i felt the menace but also like his earnestness which with it for lack of a better term really sold it for me um so that was that was a good dynamic uh i i didn't really expect the show to end in a giant fight between an alligator and conchu above the pyramids but it did and that was cool 
I guess. That was okay. <laughs> I I like the the design of Kanchu that was really cool. Yeah. Like the bird skull and the, like the fact that he's like kind of a dick, like without yes. being like too overwrought. That was a good choice. And and like the weird little like sound, like you can hear like the bones clicking when he moves his mm-hmm. head. It's very mm-hmm. creepy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was good. And like, I also like how early in the show you weren't sure if Kanshu was like real. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, or is this just another personality? And then the reveal at the end that there's a third personality like that they've been hinting at. Right. Like there are a yeah. couple times where uh, they hinted at that. But um, yeah, I missed some of those for sure. I, I definitely say I was a little more distracted watching the show than I have done in the past. Yeah, me too. Um, Shit, shit going down. But uh, but yeah, I mean. This is the thing that I was just thinking about when we were talking earlier, like, what's the next big thing? It's like, there's just, I just, it's the, the MCU is so fragmented now in so many different little pockets and it's probably just going to be that way. And that's probably you better. Know what? I'm honestly happy to have a couple of years of where it's just like, hey, Doctor Strange was fun. And like, oh, Thor's coming out. That looks pretty cool. Yeah. And that's it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in for it. And like, now we've got these established characters and um, established backstories and we can just have movies where we just have some fun and just like, you know, like let's reap the rewards of developing these characters in this world for the last 15 years and just have some movies where we can just like, you know, just some good, like, you know, episodic nonsense. Yeah. This step, this movie, Dr. Strange definitely kind of made me realize that, that like I thought kind of prior to this, that what differentiated, you know, like a good Marvel movie from a bad one was kind of like the character arcs and, you know, like, Tight scripts and good plotting and, and like this stuff. But it's also like if you just put cool shit on the screen, I'm still going to notice the seams and I would prefer they weren't there like in this movie. But if it's cool enough, then like do it. Like there's a lot of like, I mean, just how many how many ideas are crammed into this movie? <laughs> like compared to, I don't know. I'll just pick one talk Justice League. Yeah. Where there's one idea, half an idea. Uh, yeah. Like I just in the combination of like deep cut Marvel ideas that are cool, you know, like a Black Bolt fucking blowing away alternate reality Doctor Strange in front of Thanos's dead body. Sure. Yeah. And then you've also got like just weird ass shit like, oh, yeah, we're going to fight the giant tentacle monster. But, you know, we're going to pull the eyeball out in a nasty oh, like, oh, and the yeah. pop sound it made. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm the only person in the theater laughing. Right. Oh, also, how fucking metal was it when he builds a cape out of the souls of the dead and uses it to fly it about Wondegore? Yep. I was like, this is... And again, I'm laughing out of joy and the rest of the theater is dead silent. (laughs) I'm just like, that's so fucking cool! Yeah, they're, um... Yeah, just uh, so many ideas. I love it. But it's, uh... It's great. It's, um... So it's just like, oh... If you could just do more of this, it, it takes me back to things like, you know, it, it was most closely aligned with like in like the fights in Infinity War, which I've always talked about how much I like. Because like, yeah, every character is doing something cool. We're seeing cool combinations of powers like, you know, that's that's all we at the core at the bare minimum that and fun characters like all we really need. That's right? what all of this is should have been building to is showing me all kinds of cool stuff with zero time wasted on explaining it. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm OK if there's times where we dip down into like a more, you know, like the kind of stuff we did in Infinity War and Endgame, that kind of thing. But, you know, it doesn't always need to be that. No. And they're learning that, which I think is good. Yeah. Well, that's Doctor Strange and we, the the multiverse of of madness. We did it. The weird physician. We did it. It, uh, was, it was a good one. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I, this is easily in the top two Doctor Strange movies. Oh, for sure. This was, also, I mean, honestly, just in terms of like fun watch, this beats the first one. Oh, yeah, for sure. First one was a little bit of a drag. I mean, I, I think it's fine. Like, I think it's, it's fine. Like solidly middle of the pack for Marvel, maybe slightly below middle of the pack. But um, this is the most fun I've had at a Marvel movie in some time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, and also didn't feel a need to, like, make it heavy. Right. There's so many things now that are like, right. Oh, this is a movie about grief. Right. Or like, this is just like, we're going to just like, kill your favorite character because fuck you. And it's like, mm, don't do that. Right. Uh, it's kind of like, no. And as much as I loved the Batman, like this as a, you know, <laughs> a, a, a counterweight to that. Right. It's like. What a different fucking yeah universe, yeah. right? Or it's just, yeah. Um, yeah. Just like, yeah, just look, it's, it's like, enjoy the spectacle. We got some spooks. We got some scares. You want to see some fucking magic? We've got magic. We put a Minotaur in this movie. Why? Because we could. We had Minotaur yeah. <laughs> money. There's a Minotaur in this for no fucking reason. When when he was like never explained, in... <laughs> never addressed. When he was in like the the trailers and stuff, like people were like, "Oh, it's this character," and blah blah. And he's gonna be blah blah. And he's like, "Just there, just maybe just, dead. I don't even know. Just a Minotaur. Just a Minotaur. Fine. Because do it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see. Yeah. No. It, it's just like. And that's the kind of shit that's, it's like a little, that's a Shang-Chi did a little bit of that too, where she's like, sure, whatever, dragons, I guess. Go for it. Um, more of that. Let's get weird with it. Let's get weird with it. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, yeah. I have to, I, it's, it's late. It is late. Not as late as last time though. No, no. But we're not going to do that again. We are not. <laughs> All right. Well, um, this is, this, this is good. Uh, you should go watch Dark Man. <laughs> I've never was, watched it. You should watch Dark Man. All right. It's the superhero movie Sam Raimi made before Spider-Man. I think after he got rejected from a different superhero movie. So he said, fuck it. I'm making up my own superhero. He's called Dark Man and he's played by Liam Neeson. And I do like Liam Neeson. Or it's like, like Liam Neeson. Wild. I've always heard it's a it's a ride and a half. It's 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 pretty good. Uh, I'll check it out then. And uh, I hope that you watch Peacemaker and enjoy it. I will continue to watch Peacemaker. And I I mean, who knows when we'll talk next, but maybe it's Thor. Maybe it's something else. Maybe. All right, buddy. All right. Good night. Later. Later.